I am about to take you on a very important history lesson, a little tour of American history. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. It's The Brian Sussman Show. America is in the crosshairs. There is a culture war taking place. It's a war not just to dismantle the culture, dismantle the family, but it's an attack on Christianity, an absolute attack on anyone who believes in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Therefore, it's also a a war against uh, authentic Judaism in terms of the biblical Judaism, which reveres, for example, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of Israel, the Ten Commandments, and so on. This is a war that's impacting all of us. It doesn't really matter what your faith is. This war is impacting you. It's impacting traditional values, American values. Now, why is this happening? It's been going on for a long time. There are only two nations in the history of the world that have ever been founded on traditional biblical principles. Now, I'm talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about the greatest of all commandments as articulated by Jesus. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the commandments in the Bible, the Ten Commandments, can be wrapped up in that one command. Just, friends, love your neighbor as yourself. Treat other people as you would want to be treated. Now, again, only two countries, Israel and the United States of America, have ever in the history of the world been founded on such principles. But the United States takes it even further. We believe in something here, our founders did, in natural law, natural rights. Natural law would be that thing in your heart that knows the difference between right and wrong. That's natural law. You know the difference between right and wrong. You know the difference between good and evil. Everybody does. And then people make a choice based on that, to do either good or do evil. So those are natural laws. And then there are natural rights. Natural rights are three things. that These are inalienable rights. They come from God. In the Declaration of Independence, it says, our Creator has bestowed upon us inalienable rights. Life, you have a right to life. You have a right to live. A right to life. Now, of course, if you, if you take another's life, that right to life could be a jeopardy. That's in, that's in keeping with the law. Take somebody's life, well, sorry about that, but you may have to pay with your own. Otherwise, there is an inherent right to life. We, we regard life as so sacred, friends, that if you willingly take the life of another person, if you willingly kill another person, well, I'm sorry, we value life so much that you're just going to have to lose yours. See, that should be the line in the sand whereby no one would want to kill another person, okay? But I'm thinking of abortion, the right to life of the millions and millions of children. And I'll talk about this more in just a second. So we have the right to life. We have the right to liberty. Liberty means you have a right to a government who will protect your ability to believe in natural laws and natural rights. It's interesting, isn't it? 
So liberty upholds natural laws and natural rights. It says the government will protect these things for you. You don't have to worry. The government's going to be there to protect these things. The government will be limited in the United States of America, but I'll get into that in just a moment. And then you also have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness is the pursuit of the ownership of property. Everyone, let's be realistic. It doesn't sound selfish. It doesn't sound... It's... You, you go to Target and you buy a new shirt. You're happy with your purchase. It makes you happy. You, you buy a used car. Gosh, it's my car. Look what I did with my hard-earned money. I bought this car. You buy a house. That brings happiness. And, and not only is, is that property the happiness of your physical possessions, it's the, the happiness that is received through your intellect your intellectual property, the things you hold dear, your values, your ideas, your thoughts, your inventions. Now to Karl Marx, who has had a great influence on this world, those things were all ridiculous. Karl Marx thought life, liberty, pursuit of happiness were just imaginations. They weren't real. So we have this conflict in the world between communists and socialists who don't, who don't believe in your life as being unique, they don't believe in liberty, certainly, because they don't believe that God can give anybody rights. Only the government can issue rights as it sees fit. And they certainly don't believe in property. That's why whenever a communist government is instilled, the first thing they do is redistribute wealth. Take from those who have, give to those who have not, and then they ruin the entire economy and uh, the country falls eventually. Communists and socialists also need authoritarians. America was the very first country to not have a king or a queen or an authoritarian leading it. The very first country in the history of the world to have a completely representative government with checks and balances along the way. Now, listen, we've come a long way since the 1700s when this country was founded. And leftists, liberals, progressives, communists, and socialists have been regularly chipping away at everything that was instilled by our founders to the point now where you talk about the founders and people will say, well, they were just a bunch of damn racists. Not true. Yes, some did own slaves. I'm make, not making excuses for them. Yes, slavery was taking place in America. I'm not making excuses for that. It's abhorrent. It's totally opposed to the will of God. But I will tell you this. There was a battle raging back then. And America's founders knew we have to be unified. If we want to break away from the Church of England, from the King of England, we need to be unified here. We'll deal with this slavery thing later. And they did. And it was horrible. Lots and lots and lots of people died in the process. But finally, slavery was overturned. But you know, the devil is so damned tricky that he's been using us to be at war with one another in this country, and now like more, never before. Instead of unity, people are, being, people are judging one another by the color of their skin, by their cultures, and it's quite frankly becoming scary. But let me take you down this slippery slope. And uh, by the way, I appreciate you listening. BrianSussman.com is my website, my Facebook page, that is, is clearly abused by the people at Meta. 
is Brian Sussman's show, so I appreciate you going there. Uh, trying to find me first on Facebook can be difficult for some, uh, but it's Brian Sussman's show. And then when you get there, make sure you just like it, okay? Just, just like it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that shows you where we are today in terms of censorship from, from the high-tech. It shows you where we are in terms of intimidation from high-tech. Just my Facebook page as an example, I've said this before, and am I bitter about this? Yeah, I guess I am. It just sucks because this is the social media is the communication method of the day, and it's clearly biased. I've had 7.5 thousand followers on Facebook uh, since the first couple months that I was on Facebook, I believe, if you go back to about 2009. The numbers never changed. Some of my followers see some of my posts. Most don't see my posts. They just seem to disappear in the, uh, the internet somewhere. Don't know where. They just disappear. They're not shown. And some people would say, well, why you? Well, maybe it had something to do that I was the only local conservative talk show host in San Francisco where Meta, Facebook, is located. Same thing with my Twitter account, which even though Elon Musk owns it now, I'm not going back. They, they got rid of me a long time ago. I'm not going back. Listen, America, it's time to wake up. Christians, it's time to wake up. If I could sound like a prophet for just a moment, church, it is time to wake up. We have been slumbering for too long. Some of you have been working in the trenches. You've been on your knees in prayer for years. God bless you. You perhaps are, are, are the remnant keeping America from, from completely being destroyed. Let me go through the timeline here. And by the way, for daily doses of inspiration, I have my Instagram page, Brian Sussman Show. In 1943, when a Jehovah's Witness, Jehovah's Witnesses are not Christians. Don't even think for a moment. This is a cult. They believe some absolutely weird stuff. And to prove everything they believe in, they have a version of the Bible that is their own interpretation, and it is so inconsistent with the Hebrew and Greek languages, it's a joke. It's a cult. In 1943, when a Jehovah's Witness challenged the daily salutation of the American flag in America's schools, that was in 1943, and won the decision... Patriots in the United States, and especially followers of Jesus, should have taken note that we were headed down a slippery slope. Less than 20 years later, when the Supreme Court banned school-sponsored prayer, you know, literally schools used to begin with a prayer every morning. Ended 1962. God's people should have seen the writing on the wall. The slip was well underway. 1973, when abortion was legalized, the church at large rolled over. Sure, many of you protested. Many of you prayed for decades. And Roe v. Wade finally was overturned in 2022. And isn't it interesting? When it was overturned in 2022, I, I remember just going online on that Sunday following to look at various church services in, in my local area. 
just to see what the pastors were saying. Silencio, nothing, nothing. So finally, Roe v. Wade was overturned in 2022. Miraculous. But only after the lives of millions of babies were taken. States are now free to make their own decisions on the matter, and now we have abortion sanctuary states. So there was a win, but not a complete victory. In 2014, 50, now listen to this statistic. In 2014, this is from Pew Research, 54% of all children were being raised in a household without both of their biological parents. 54%, that's in 2014. In 1960, this family dynamic was radically different. 73% of kids lived with both their biological parents in a traditional marriage situation. So in 1960, 73% of all kids lived in a traditional marriage situation. 2014, 54% being raised in a household without both of their biological parents. It's difficult to find accurate measurements of these statistics since 2014, but we do know as of 2018, the percentage of births to unmarried women rose from 5% in 1960 to 40%. You've got all of these kids being raised without dads, Dads are very, very important. They're belittled on television these days, belittled in the commercials these days, made to look like absolute idiots these days. But dads do something. When a dad is operating properly, living in that home with that child full-time, he instills a confidence in a young boy's manhood. I can't tell you how many friends I've had, friends I do have, guys I've worked with in Bible studies, men's groups, etc., who have, who are attracted to the same sex. And you go back and you can see, time and time again, these guys grew up with dads, or grew up without dads, I should say, who were active in their lives. Some of them were sexually abused when they were children. A father figure in the house that is operating properly makes all the difference in a man's life, period. And the same can be said when a man operating as a man should be acting, decent, integrous, God-fearing, that makes all the difference with a young woman's life as well. It's just the truth. It's a hard truth. It's just the truth. Christians have lost the war in influencing the culture. In 1922, when the sacred concept of marriage was legally redefined, so many in the church submitted themselves into silence for fear of retribution, censorship, persecution, we want to be liked. <laughs> we want to be liked while these families are going to hell. A delusion has covered America. Children are now growing up on tablets and iPads. 
They're watching absolute crap. There's no other way to describe it, my friends. Okay, I'll say night soil. How would you like that? They're watching garbage. It's twisting their minds. Go on YouTube and look up the beast. Look up the beast. He's the biggest influencer on YouTube. Guy's making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Young kids are watching this stuff. Oh, but he does so much good. He spent millions of dollars to help people receive their sight. Yeah, and right now he's showing you how a young person's transitioning. Kids are watching this. Single-digit kids are watching this. The Beast. Look it up. Children in grade school have iPhones or phones of all sorts. That's ridiculous. Oh, but we do it for security. They need to stay in touch. Oh, I'll get them an Apple Watch instead. Right. Yeah, the Apple Watch so they can text. Look at the garbage that's going down in the text world, my friends. It's it's disgusting what these kids have to live with now. Boys are watching porn. I'm talking about grade schoolers, let alone high schoolers. That scars a a boy's heart right into manhood. Don't think I don't know what's going on. I've been working. I am a man. I know the weaknesses of men. Boys are watching porn. Girls are sharing nude photos of themselves. What? Yes. Parents, this is the norm. Wake up. Talk to your kids about this. If your daughters haven't, they know kids who have. And they can tell you how it's messed up these kids' lives. You wonder why the suicide rate is the way it is? You wonder why kids are transitioning? In some particular cases, there are kids who are transitioning because they want to disidentify with that person, them, who shared the nude. Nope, I'm no longer that person. That's not me. Wake up, parents. Is it any wonder that in the Western world even toddlers are transitioning to another supposed gender? This is crazy. This is a slippery slope, but I think we're coming to the end, and the end does not look pretty. This is a battle for the soul of the nation beginning right here in the United States of America. We've been in the crosshairs forever. The devil himself is out to take down this country because he does not like the fact that we were founded on natural law, on natural rights. Only country in the history of the world. And he's been patiently looking for his opportunities and he has come in with a vengeance. If you're a God-fearing person, you need to be on your knees praying, praying that there will be a revival in this country, an awakening in this country. That's the only way we're going to stop this madness. Think right now of this younger generation. They're going to be in charge in 30 years. What's that going to look like? Lord, please just wake people up, God. Wake people up. I am burdened. I am burdened. Obviously, as you could tell, I've never been so fired up in a podcast. If I've ruffled feathers, I hope it causes you to be ruffled into action. I love this country. 
I know there are some wonderful saints out there who are in the mix and they've been fighting for the longest time. And I am for you and not against you. I am with you and I'm trying to just do what I can to help stop this madness. Thank you, my friends, for listening. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you in the very next podcast. God bless your day. Thank you.